Mesdames et messieurs, let's talk about something. Okay, to be honest, there's too much stuff out there we could talk about, so why not talk about something cool that we all love and enjoy? Welcome to Something Basketball, your English-spoken basketball podcast straight out of Germany. I'm your host, JB, and today we are holding it down like Wiz Khalifa. Work hard, play hard. Or was it Swiss Khalifa? Basketball is a worldwide sport. We can agree on that. We all learned and enjoyed that just recently during the FIBA World Championships being held in China. Well, a country that's been missing the action Far East was Switzerland, which is not known for having a super strong and competitive national team roster. Nonetheless, there are Swiss players who are holding the nation's flag up high in numerous other events. Nathan Jurkowitz, 24-year-old forward for Fribourg Olympique, is one of these guys. Winning back-to-back -back both the National Cup and the League Championship in 2018 and 2019, he also earned his stripes on Basketball Champions League action last year. During the 2019-2020 season, Fribourg will start in FIBA Europe Cup after falling to Telekom Baskets Braun from Germany in BCL qualification. That being said, Fribourg had a different kind of preseason program because of all the early obstacles and do-or-die games in late September, early October. But that's just one aspect we touched on as Nathan and I sat down in a hotel lobby sticking to the something basketball creator of substituting the good old triple threat position shoot, pass and dribble for size, pressure and double. To start things off we have to talk about size. As a modern day wingman around two meters at your height, uh, what caught my mind when doing some research on you was you know with, with your height with your size with your leaping abilities why doesn't this guy play for instance let's say volleyball how come Nathan Jurkovic is not playing volleyball well I tried I did a lot of sports when I was young I started with football and I played basketball and volleyball I was doing the three teams at the same time because my both of my parents played the national team of France volleyball so, of course, I, I grew up playing volleyball with them, I grew up watching them playing volleyball. But then when I tried, I never really liked it. I, I mean, I love playing volleyball, but for fun. And when it comes to being serious, practice and stuff like this, I wasn't really a fan of, of this. But in the summer, I always enjoy to play, and, uh, but only in the summer. Hanging out on the beach, playing, playing beach ball. Exactly. How, did, how did your parents take it? I mean, when, when I believe, as you mentioned, that's why I stated the question the way it was. When when both played so many national national games, um, and the son says, "Yeah, mom and dad, maybe that's not for me." How did they, did they approach your decision to not hit the volleyball, but at the end of the day, the basketball road? Well, they, they never forced me anything. They really made me pick my way. And um, they, at some point they wanted me to stop football because I picked football for the, my first sport. Football uh, is bad for the knees, though. It That's what my knees, mom yeah. always said. That's why I chose basketball at the end of the day over over football, over soccer. As a German kid, you know everybody's into soccer in Germany. Yeah. And my mom always said, "Now you, you can't play soccer because because it will hurt your knees." 
I mean basketball, knees, we know the deal, but... Also, yeah, the season play basketball, my knees are pretty bad also. But yeah, when I was playing football, soccer, my parents always said that the older I get, the, the, the environment is being bad because there's, I don't know, parents put too much pressure on the kids, so sometimes I was, I was 12, and we heard the parents on the side like yelling, saying some bad words to us, and we were just kids. So that's what my dad's trying to say. Maybe think about it because I didn't have as much fun as I used to have. So at some points I just decided to stop, and I came back with basketball. And since then, uh, everything is good. <laughs> Everything's good. And you went stateside, right, mm -hmm. for high school. Talk about this decision, was it, is, is this something that's super common in, in Switzerland for, for young guys to, to go over for, for high school or is it more uncommon? Well, it's, it's tougher than this because at this, at this point I was bad at basketball. I wasn't the best at all, I wasn't one of the best. So I just decided to go for a year in the States. just to see another culture, to learn the English uh, language and uh, and also play basketball if I could. But like I said, even in Switzerland, which is a small basketball country, I was not the best, I was not in the best teams. And I got lucky, I got picked in the, in the high school team and I got very much better, so much better there that when I come back, I was already in the second division, the, the best second division in Switzerland. So that year really helped me, but at first it wasn't really for me to, like, do something in basketball there. So what happened during that year in the States that made you that much better? Was it just, I mean, I know so many, so many guys that went to high school for a year when I was at school that came back and everybody was bigger, stronger, 20 kilos heavier. I mean, what is it over there that happens in the States that, that makes everybody Raise it to another level. If I think it's the food, because <laughs> I don't know. Like if you see the NBA or the NFL, everybody is taller, heavier, faster. So it must be something in the food. And also, when I went there, I was 17. I turned 18 there, so that was also the year when you grew up the most. So yeah, I grew up 20 centimeters and 15 kilos when I came back. So that's why you got the knee issues because you you grew too much in probably, a yeah. too short amount of a period. Yeah, maybe yeah, possibly. possibly, possibly. Be one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, in in what regard did the year in high school pave the way for you to to make the decision? Yeah, maybe someday this could be turning pro, going into a pro direction for me? Or, or was, or came the, the, the decision to turn pro, was that to a, to a later, until to a later point? Um, but that was the first time I really played serious basketball, mm -hmm. because I was, the year before the States, I was, I was doing two or three practice a week. So it was just, you can say, a hobby. But then, in the States, I was practicing, I think it was two hours, 30 minutes every day. And we had game on Tuesday and game on a Friday, I believe. So it was really serious basketball. Like now I'm playing uh, first division in Switzerland, and we have almost the same the same uh, train of practice. So I wasn't even tired of it. I loved it even more. So that's where I decided when I come back to Switzerland, I'm gonna refocus on this and trying to make it as far as possible. I'm always 
asking guys from the US that come over to Europe, what's been the, the biggest struggle or what was it that you struggled with the most when you came into Europe? Um, I mean, although it's a couple of years ago, um, what's been the, the biggest struggle for you when you came into the US as a, as a European? Was it, I don't know, the, the grocery stores open on Sunday or that uh, you may drive the car aged 16 or, or was it was it the food or what's it been? The biggest difference I think is just the the mindset around sports that I really fell in love with because like I mean for me in Switzerland it's always focused on, on school on making money and you don't make money in sport, I mean, unless you're playing hockey in a high level or football in a high level. And so when I came to the States and as a 17-year-old, I'm like playing in the high school team of the, 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 the small town I was living with. And everybody on the street recognized me because of this. It's, some, it's like a feeling that I couldn't have imagined that early or maybe even never in my life. And I really fell in love with this and with the, the whole country of the state. I mean, I come to a restaurant, there's TVs everywhere, they show baseball, they show football, American football, they show basketball. It's, I, I love sport, I love every sport, so for me it was like a dream. Yeah. So, coming back from, from the States, um, at what point would you, would you say, yeah, after coming back and then eventually turning pro, at that point I knew, yeah, I am meant to be a professional basketball player. I'm, I'm built for doing this professional and professionally and I can do this for years to come. You said when I, I put in my mind that I was ready to this, yeah. for this? I think that was when I came back from the States because I grew up so much and I, like I had a man body and coming to second division in Switzerland when I was watching other guys before I was on the side always watching the games and I came next to them and I was taller than them, heavier than them and nobody could really stop me in transition or at the post or that's why I decided to, I, I mean I put it in my mind that I can do this, it's, it's possible and then I also, I always had, um, I always have fun playing basketball, so I always had a good work ethic, and uh, that's, I think that's the most important when you're a kid and you want to to be, be uh, to be better, because you have to work more than everybody else, and that's what I did my whole life, and that's what I'm continue to do is because I want to keep growing as a basketball player. Yeah. You have dual citizenship, right? It's mm -hmm. Swiss and, and France. France. Has there ever been a point where you had to make a decision whether you're gonna play in or be a professional in Switzerland or in France or was there never never really the, the question it wasn't the question because in France they have a special rule that okay. you have to play four years before you're 21 to to count as a French player so playing in France you would count as a foreigner okay. so yeah now if I play in France I'll count as a like a European yeah because there's the rule for Americans there's a rule for uh, Bosman that's European and I think the island in the Caraib and then there's a rule for Cotonou that's an African player okay and uh, so like I said I was I was not good before so I couldn't have thought about maybe going early to, to France to count as a French mm. 
So I, I had some tests in Proby uh, four years ago, and uh, they told me if I was French, they would take me on the team. But because I count as a foreigner, they can find better than me. And, and or like, cheaper. Also cheaper, maybe. And uh, so that's that's when I, I, I mean I knew I was I count only as a Swiss player. And for me, it's fine because now. I'm lucky enough to, 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 to be a part of Football Olympic. That's the only team that played Europe for like 10, 15 years in Switzerland. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky in my unlucky times. Yeah. Do, do you really feel unlucky now? I mean, I mean it, it, is, it is the way it is. I mean, you can yeah. you can change the rules, so you got to make the best out. But it's, it kind of sucks that I'm French. I was born in France. Yeah. I was born even in Poitiers. They have a probit team. That's where I did the test in my city, in my born city. And they told me I counted the foreign players, so it's it feels it's strange. weird, yeah. yeah. It must feel. Um, but you already touched the subject of playing international basketball with uh, Fribourg Olympic. Um, talk about this because it's it's super uncommon, especially when we talk about basketball states side, that you have more or less do or day uh, do or die games this early in the season. I mean, you go into preseason and before. I truly believe before you have the first regular season game in, in, in Switzerland, you have the, the Basketball Champions League qualification. Um, how do you guys, I mean, you, you played qualification last year, made it to group stage, this year you're in, in qualification as well. How do you guys approach preparation knowing that you have to be, have to be playing top basketball that, that super early in the season? It changed completely the preparation because we have to be 100% ready right from the beginning. So we started practice mid-August, but we didn't do any physical preparation. We didn't do any like running test or nothing. Like we 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 do we did it before because like coach expected he texted us uh, early in the summer to because he was expecting us to be physically ready when we start because when we start we always put the basketball in our hands and we start doing the set plays and playing defense, like the, the tactics in defense because we had to be ready for the qualification. So how much did this change your overall summer program? I mean, everybody wants to have some free time, lay on the beach or go hiking or spend some time with the family. Everybody wants to play some, I don't know, pickup ball um, instead of, you know, working out. Or would this be something that you would have done either way without coach having, having to text you? Well, for me it's different because I also play 3-on-3. Three three. I play a lot from 3-on-3 three three, so I'm with the national team of 3-on-3 three three, and I have Team Lausanne. We, we are ranked uh, 15 in the world so we have a big circuit, we got a big tour to, to make. Uh, we had pro tour, we went to Minsk, we went to we went to where we went? I don't know, we went all over Europe, we went to China so for me, couldn't change anything if we had qualification or not because anyway I'm playing turn three with my team, so I'm staying in shape. And uh, and then yeah, at some points I had to stop. My team is still playing now, but I had to stop because now I'm focusing on five on five again. But did you feel at any point over the summer or during preparation did you feel somewhat tired because you didn't have too much off time during the summer, or are you one of those guys who can go and go and go and go when it comes to basketball? I thought I was one of those guys that can go all the way, but 
in the first two years, even if we didn't have uh, Champions League, I felt tired, I get some small injuries. So now every year I'm more mature, more smart, uh, smarter. So now this, this summer, I really took some time off. I told my team, listen, I'm going to take this time off, this tournament, I'm not going to do it, but then I'm going to start this until this time. And then once we reach this date, I'm going to 100% beat Fribourg Olympic. I didn't have it on my my list at first when we wanted to talk about uh, pressure and, and, and size. You know, as I said, with the, the triple threat, you know, exchanging the, uh, the shoot pass and dribble for for some other stuff. But we got to talk about um, when we come when we talk about the three on three. We got to talk about the Swiss Khalifa. I mean, this is the coolest nickname ever. That's for one. And then for two, we got to explain to people out there what is the K. I hope it's pronounced right. Quatre no, cinquante right? Right, K fifty four. I believe everybody in Europe knows what it is, but everybody not familiar with it. Give us a few words. What is it? Oh, they they say it's the biggest five on five street ball tournament in the world, and I believe them because I was part of it this year. I was lucky enough to be part of it. And it's sponsored by Jordan, so it already sets everything up. And uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's under the, the Eiffel Tower, so like the the background is something amazing. And then there's very 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 good players. We there's um, Leandro Barbosa that played in NBA, that was six men of the year, I think two or three times. There was uh, Machado also that played for the Lakers this season. So it's always like big players and uh, it's amazing tournaments. And they, they started playing pickup, I mean not pickup, but playground basketballs, I mean located in Paris, but somewhere in the suburbs or so, I, I believe 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, it started really, really small mm -hmm. and evolved and evolved and evolved, got bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, and as you described, it was just, just beautiful to see I mean, when you, when you are connected within the basketball world, everybody was heading into Paris this summer for, for this event. Um, I think they had all the, the brand Jordan ambassadors coming in. I think, I believe, Kamala Anthony was there, right? Cameron Anthony, Westbrook, Blake Griffin, Westbrook, Griffin, Kendall right. Walker, Jason Tatum. They all came. Even Jordan was here, but he couldn't make it to the to the to the tournament because of security reason. Mm -hmm. But it's been the second year in a row when he's in Paris at this time. He's supposed to come, but every time he cancelled at the last time. But okay. as, at as one always. point, I'm, I'm gonna see him at some point. <laughs> so you gotta come back for the tournament next year. Yeah. But Possibly. when we win one game, we automatically qualify for the next the next uh, the next year. Okay. So we went to the semi-final this year. So we. We're coming back to Paris next year, next summer. So, on a, on a, when you have to, we'll have to put it into two piles. How much is is the K54 fun, and how much is serious basketball business? How would you rank it? Mm, uh, I mean, because as you said, you play in front of the Eiffel Tower. I think this year they had no clouds in the sky, always sun, always great hip-hop music, great people to be around, the stands are fully packed. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so much fun to be there because it's 
like a vibe, like you say, hip hop vibe, and uh, it's a lot of celebrities also. You, you turn your head on the right, you see, I don't know, uh, the, the, the Miss France uh, from two years ago. On the other side, you see the, the guy that played for Casa de Papel. I mean, it's crazy how many celebrities I saw there, and then, and then the fact to play in front of them, in front of this crowd, with the 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 floor there's the logo of Jordan you have the shoes that you get the nickname on the back of the on the back of the jerseys you cannot lose so it's all also serious you get hit a lot the ref they don't whistle that much so I say I don't know I'd say 50 50 it's <laughs> it's hard to pick one that is more than the others it's because you cannot lose I mean you go there in this atmosphere. You go to Paris, no, it's, I don't want to lose it. And you meet so many guys that you either played against already mm -hmm. or that you will meet in again the in, in the future. Is there, I mean, is it all friendly or is there something like, hey, hey you beat us today, but maybe possibly whether it's going to be in BCL qualification mm -hmm. or somewhere down the road in, in FIBA Euro Cup or whatever platform we play against. Will we see each other? Is, uh, talk about the... The trash talk level during during K54. Well, first, it's it's always respect. When you recognize him from the game, that means he was good, or you 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 he recognize you. So I mean, you're good, or he was good. So it's always respect. You fist bump him, but then when it comes to the court, like I played you, so we're on the same level of competition, but I'm better than you, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna kick your ass today. And uh, yeah, that's the point. I mean, I think. If you come to this level of competition, you you hate losing. So even if it's for fun or if it's serious basketball, you don't want to lose. When we talk about kicking somebody's butt, um, I once read a scouting report on you that said, yeah, you can do almost everything on the floor. You can score a little, you can rebound, you can pass a little, but he doesn't have this one quality where you say, yeah, that's his niche. He's not a salt scorer. He's not a Baba Toure who pulls down 15 to 27 rebounds, whatever it may be. He doesn't dish out seven assists on a nightly basis. He does a little bit of everything that makes the team at the end of the day win. Um, at what point during your career have you reached a point where you say, yeah, I'm s satisfied with being a all-rounder? If you are satisfied with being an all-rounder, because it's it's super sexy when we look at team basketball, but it makes from the outside looking in hard to really get a feel for you what your because everybody's looking for for somebody to mm -hmm. put him in a box you know, because to label somebody like he's a scorer, he's a rebounder, he's a he's an assist first guy, and it's hard to to label you. Um, is this somebody? That, that you can live easily with? Or would you say, yeah, I'd love to, in the future, put this into my repertoire more, or this or that? Um, as I'm on my level for now, I'm playing Switzerland, I, I wish I was more specified in something that can, that can touch others. Because my goal is, really, like you said, I'm, I'm not satisfied with where I'm playing now, even though it's a very cool Champions League, but I want to reach higher, I want to go to higher leagues and um, and the fact that I'm doing it like you say a little bit of everything I don't have like big mark I mean, on the, on the, on the sheets bit. I mean we're talking about over the especially when we talk about last year I mean we're talking about nine five and three those are pretty damn good numbers it's not like 
five, two, and one assist. That's a little bit of everything. I mean, we're talking about consistently good to high output in, in each of these three major categories. Yeah, but if I had the same the same the same stats with 15 points, I would be. I think that would touch the the scouts or the recruiters more than just nine, five, and three. Because mm -hmm. now, my goal, like I said, is to go higher league. So I have to I have to specify more in something to really be known as a, like you said. Like I want to be a better scorer because that's the most important thing, that's the first thing that people look at. So if I can do the same thing with scoring more, with a better percentage, I will, I will probably manage to reach my goal to go higher and higher and keep growing. And, and then with this number, if I can do the same thing in a higher league, then you will touch more people. But as, as a, in a Swiss team, very small league, it's, you don't touch many people that, that way with the, my type of play. What has to change for you to be a, let's say, not better scorer, but more productive scorer? Let's say to raise those nine points per game to, as you mentioned, to possibly 15. Is it? It's a mindset. Okay. I think it's a mindset. Um, because I believe in myself that I can, I can score those 15 points. But when I see someone on my team open, like I want to pass it, even maybe I can score, but I would, I, I would think that this one has a better shot because he has his open and maybe it's a mindset like I can sometimes I can take the ball to myself instead of passing to the to the guy next to me. I don't know. It, it's a process. It's a, it's a process. And the good thing is you're only 24 years of age, eh? so mm -hmm. there's so much basketball down down the road for you. Um, as the last point, uh, we we need to talk about the so-called double. That's what we call it in in Europe. Or we have the when you win the cup and the championship, um, and with you guys in Fribourg, you did it back to back. And you always say there's a saying in, in Germany: the, the second time or to repeat something, uh, you know, is always the, the hardest part of, of things. Um, talk about how did it feel last year for you guys to, after winning it in 2018, to come back and win the double, double again has. Did they change something in the process of doing so, or was it, as you said, you're the clear number one team in, in, in Switzerland, or was it just an easy route for, for you? Well, two years ago, we won the, the three cups, because there's also the League Cup in, uh, in January, then there's the Swiss Cup in April, and the, the, the championship in June. So two years ago, we won the three, the three cups. But then last year we had the Champions League, so we lost the first one in the, in the semi-final. And I think that's really disappointed us. So we were really hungry for the, the two others. And that, I think we lost the first one because we also, I mean, I don't want to find excuses, but we were tired because of Champions League. That was the first year for many of us to play two games a week. But then also we probably had the wrong mindset coming to, the, to this Final Four because it's the Final Four. But losing this, probably give us a lot of motivation to, to prove to Swiss people that we are still the best team. It's not because we, we play Champions League. I mean, we, we lost a lot of games in Champions League, but we're still the best team. It's not Geneva, who is always the, who is the second best team for like the last five, five, six years. And so we really, we really were hungry to beat Geneva in the Swiss Cup final. And that, that loss in January gave us this extra motivation that we, we probably needed to 
to don't be satisfied with the, the doubles that we did uh, two years ago. Last question. When you say two years ago, especially last year ago, last year, uh, for the first time you had you know, the double schedule with playing international ball and, and playing on the, the national level. Um, how much did this change your, your mindset as a pro athlete to how did how is your um, your mindset going into especially this year knowing what you already experienced last year in order to make you better when we talk about and, and that's something you, you already touched on when we talked about the summer um, getting rest staying healthy um, so, so what did you learn from, from last year's season where you played international and on the national level heading into this year? When, when we talk about the, the small things that, that you might change for, for yourself in order to get better. It's very important to, to rest, like we said, because like now we play, we play Sunday, today we play Sunday, and then we're going to play on Wednesday for the Swiss League, then again on Saturday in the Swiss League. So we have, in a, in a seven-day stretch, we have three games. So we, we, have, to, we have to prepare for the, the, the next games, but also we have to rest from the past game. And I think that's the main thing that I learned is how to rest my body, how to, to eat right also to have the best recovery. So it's not my stomach that, that works while I'm trying to rest. And also, Using more massage, using more the, the, the rollers, I mean, stretch. I think that's the main thing that I learned and probably everybody learned. Before I let you go, shout out to Nathan himself for embracing the interview with open arms and eluding on a lot of topics I did not have on my list. You can find him on Instagram at nyurko. As a listener, feel free to follow Something Basketball on Instagram at Something Basketball as well and leave some feedback on whatever platform you've been listening to this episode. Until then, substitution, I'm out.